Thank you for downloading the One Church Podsmead podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. To find out more about life at One Church, visit us online at thisisonechurch.com. It's a really good habit to get into, to take notes, because when you take notes, you can go back and look at them later. I, I just had a thing this week where I was, uh, I was, I text my friend who's uh, like, whenever stuff's going on, I just say, hey, can you pray about this? Or I'm not sure what to do about this. And we talk about what God thinks in, in the situation. She said, do you know what? If you don't know, if God's not giving you a word on it, then go back to the last thing he said. I was like, oh yeah, the last thing he said. So I did that by going um, back into my journal and finding finding the last thing he said to me. And I was like, oh yeah, that was the last thing he said. Makes total sense now. So I'd encourage you to take notes and stuff because we 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 prep these messages and stuff because we expect God to speak to you where you're at, wherever that is, not just us collectively as a church. So um, I encourage you to do that on your phone or get a notepad or anything. That would be cool. So hiders in the light, are you? afraid of the light. Matthew 5 verse 15 in the Passion Translation says this, who would light a lamp and hide it in an obscure place, an out of the way place, a, a place where it has no effect. Instead, it's placed in the house where everyone can benefit it. Isn't it weird how normal things in the daytime become really frightening in the nighttime? Everybody know what I'm talking about. So those of you that didn't know, Maya's had chicken pox. And she, yeah. <laughs> she just, she totally took all that attention then. She was like, yes, I have. And, uh, and so, which has meant that neither of us have slept very much. And uh, the, the other night she was in, uh, she was in my bed. We kicked Liam out. And, uh, and it was, I had outside, outside yes. Hmm. <laughs> And yeah, well, that it's actually part of the story, a tent. Anyway, and uh, and uh, the the windows were open and stuff, and and um, I was in that really lucid state of sleep where you've not had enough sleep, and then you start like dreaming and. But, but it's very close to reality and you think it's actually happening in the moment, but you're actually snoozing. You know what I'm talking about? And I was in that moment and, and I could hear outside the window what I know for a fact was this greenhouse tent thing that Liam had set up the day before and he'd left the blooming zip open. So it was like flap, 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 flap. Outside because it was a bit a bit windier, and uh, and then all of like in my dream state, I was like, "There's somebody in my room. There is an imposter in my room trying to take my child." <laughs> and it's, isn't it weird that like I knew it was the tent, I knew it was this greenhouse thing outside, but because it was three o'clock in the morning, it was like it's definitely an intruder. There's definitely somebody in my room trying to steal my child. And the truth is this, it wasn't at all, was it? Because things in the dark seem so much more overwhelming than they are when they're in the light. Uh, I, uh, those of you who don't know this, it would be very unlikely that none of you know this story because it happened in church a little while ago. But I'm going to bring it up again. And uh, But uh, for those of you that don't know, we were setting up... Um, <laughs> 
Jacob, you're going to love this story. We were setting up church uh, and just everything was going smoothly. And I was uh, just next door talking to somebody. And then I I was just the other side of these double doors right there. And uh, I swung round to walk back through the doors as Jacob backed into the door from this side. And the handle smashed me in the tooth and broke my tooth and knocked it out. And there was this split second where I was like, if I don't look at it, it's not happened. If I don't, but I could feel the other half of my tooth on my tongue. So I knew it was happening. And it was that moment where I was like, if I don't look at it, it's not real. If I stay in the dark, it's not real. It's not, it doesn't exist. It doesn't happen. But then I went and looked in the mirror and burst into tears because I had the realization that you don't get new ones. They don't exist. But it's all right. Yemi sorted me out. Anyway, uh, uh, but I've also had another scenario recently where, uh, can I just have this one a minute, where we went, uh, we went away for the weekend and we went, to, uh, we went to the beach for the day, but like a northern beach, it's not real, is it? Like Blackpool, what the heck is that? And uh, uh, when you're Cornish, you're spoilt for beaches forever. It's like, what the heck is this? It's not a beach, it's mud. And, uh, but we were, we, we'd had... We had a lovely day and uh, being like quite pregnant now, can you tell because I'm going, because <sighs> I can't breathe, it's true. And uh, I, uh, I, you, you have to handle movements in a different way, don't you? So I was bending over to pick up Maya's uh, bucket and spade off the side of the pier. And as I bent over, my phone, which was securely in my pocket, fell out of my pocket eight foot down onto concrete. Yes. And there's that moment where your phone is face down on the floor and you think, if I don't pick it up, it's not happened. If I don't look at the screen, it's not happened. But I did pick it up and look what happened. Oh, you can't see it, can you? It's okay, but it's really, really bad. And what's really annoying is I've got a screen protector on the outside and that's absolutely fine, but the screen behind the screen protector is completely broken, which is really, really, really annoying. But the, but the truth is this, we all want to keep our phone face down, don't we? Because we think, oh, if I look at it, it's real, it's happened, it's cracked. You know it's cracked, you know it's there. So if I just walk away and pretend it's never happened, then it doesn't exist. But the truth is, it does. Oh, I remember uh, when I was a kid, like leaving the light off in my bedroom and just like exiting it in the dark and entering it to get into bed in the dark because I thought if I keep the light off, I don't have to face up to the reality that my room looks like a bomb has gone off in it. Anybody know what I mean? Or, 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 or perhaps it's that those letters that come through that have red writing on them. You know the ones? If I don't open it, that bill doesn't exist. You know what I'm saying? We've all got those things where we're like, if I keep it in the dark, if I keep it out of the way, then it doesn't exist. It doesn't matter. It's not real. And we all get to this stage of believing these lies that if it stays in the dark, it doesn't exist. We all have those experiences, don't we? And there's a guy in uh, John chapter 3 called Nicodemus, if you turn there with me. And this guy, he totally had this experience where he was thinking, if I keep in the dark, it doesn't exist. Nicodemus, he was a, he was a Pharisee. We're going to read about him in just a second. And, and that meant that he was elite at living the way that he was living. 
It means that he would uh, live according to this certain set of traditions in the day that, to a high, high standard. He, was, he would have been known as living this certain way. This is his routine. This is the way that he does things. He is like holy guy because he, does, he operates this way in his life. It's, it's like the person in your world who you could never imagine coming to church. Imagine that person, like um, I imagine my cousin, like she is elite at living the way that she's living according to her certain set of traditions and the way that she thinks and the way that she acts. I could never imagine her in this environment with her hands, hands raised to God. I can't imagine that. Could, could you, everybody else have somebody like that in, in their mind? And, and Nicodemus at the time, he, he was a guy who had a certain way of living and a certain set of rules that he lived by, a certain set of traditions that he lived by which meant that coming to Jesus would have been an embarrassment for him and we're going to pick up the story in John 3 it says now there was a Pharisee a man named Nicodemus who was a member of the Jewish ruling council now these guys hated Jesus if you didn't know already all right he came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Born again, that's a bit weird. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they can't enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Thank the good Lord, that's not true. And we're going to just pause right there. Why did, why did Nicodemus come to Jesus at night? It's weird, isn't it? Like, like all day, every day, Jesus is surrounded by people coming to him and asking him questions or listening to what he's got to say. Why did, why did Nicodemus come to him at night? You see, that the thing is this, that, that his certain set of traditions and, and thoughts and values and the way behaviours and actions and, and the way that he lived his life contained him from being able to see Jesus in the light of day. Because he knew, what did he say? He said, we know that you're sent of God Jesus all these people that had a problem with who Jesus was Jesus was saying I'm the Messiah or I'm the son of God all these people called the Pharisees and the Jewish ruling council they all had a problem with Jesus saying that and so therefore Nicodemus couldn't approach him in the daylight because if he was doing that he'd have been saying well you're right and I'm wrong and that means I need to change so he he approached Jesus at night time hidden in the dark. And Jesus, I love the fact, I love Jesus. Jesus is just not fussed about the fact that he's approached him in the night. But he, what he does do is offer him a way into the light. I love that about Jesus. He's like, you've come to me at night time because I know you don't want to expose the truth. But that's okay. This is how you get into the light. And this is, this is the way that Jesus said. He said, you need to be born again. And all the women crossed their legs. You need to be born again. What, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? Uh, it means this. It means bring everything of who you are, the way that you think, the way that you act, 
the way that you process things, the way that you do life, bring everything you've known to this point, Nicodemus, all those traditions, all that way of life, all that way of thinking, you need to bring all of that to me and relearn it. Relearn how to think, relearn how to act, relearn who you are, relearn all these different things. You need to relearn, just like a baby. That's what he's saying. He's, he's not saying like you need to come out your mum again, because that's just weird. He's saying this, you need to get right back to that point where you know nothing. Yeah. Babies know nothing. But over time, they learn how to live, how to look after themselves, how to think, what they think, who they are, all of these things they learn over time. And what Jesus is saying is you need to come back to that point. You need to expose yourself to my light and relearn the way you need to live. That's what he's saying. But Nicodemus came to him at night. I reckon he came to him at night because he was afraid of what the light would expose. He was afraid of Jesus's answer, meaning that he would have to change the whole way he lived, the, his whole way of doing things. Later on in uh, John 3 from verse 19, John writes this about this whole scenario. He says this, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world. Who's the light of the world? Jesus. But people love darkness instead of light because their deeds are evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so it may be seen plainly that what they have done now has been done in the sight of God. Are you afraid of the light? Are you afraid of what the light will expose? Are you afraid of the light? When I was about 14, I uh, went on a very glamorous mission trip to Jamaica. Best, best place to go on mission ever. It was absolutely incredible. And uh, it was the best fun ever. Jamaica is the most beautiful country I've ever been to. And I've been to quite a few now and it's, it is still top of my list. And I, I, it was beautiful, beautiful beaches, incredible food, lovely people, uh, an incredible, incredible, incredible time. And, uh, and, but it also has cockroaches the size of your hand. Come on, I'm not even, and that is no exaggeration. Like, massive, huge, ridiculous cockroaches. And we, we had a great time uh, while we were there. We did a bit of sightseeing and stuff and went round to some schools and we were serving this church. And, and, uh, and, and, and on one of these occasions, we were doing an event in the church and somebody asked me to go and fe uh, fetch something from this store cupboard. So I went into the store cupboard uh, thinking, oh, it's a bit dark in here. And uh, poor little 14-year-old poor little me uh, trying to put a front on like I was fine. And, and I walked into this store cupboard. It was the kind of store cupboard that has its own light because it's like quite a big one. But it was rammed full of all sorts of stuff. And as I walked in to the cupboard and turned the switch on the light for a split second as the light turned on, Hundreds of these cockroaches went 
and or hid around in behind all the dark crevices and that they just ran from the light and you know the truth is this that the cockroaches were petrified of the light They'd much prefer to stay in the dark where they can be hidden and not seen and, and, and so much so for our lives. The stuff in us that we know shouldn't be in the light runs away, it hides, it, it, it flies away and, and, and we, we find ourselves in this scenario that we're, we're afraid of stepping into the light for fear of exposing our cockroaches. Because I was quite happy in that storeroom until I turned the light on. Because <laughs> I wasn't really aware. I, I knew there was probably some in there. I wasn't really aware that they were there. But the moment I turned the light on, I saw them for a split second. And we've all got cockroaches. We've all got stuff in our world, whether that's sin or shame or whether that's guilt or whether that's fear or whether that's just the fact that we're going to have to change some of the ways that we do things. And I'm quite comfortable with the way that I do this right now. Thank you very much. We all have those kind of cockroaches that hang around in the dark. But the moment you turn the light on, the cockroaches have to flee. Sin and shame and guilt have to flee. My failures, my weaknesses have to flee. My, my, my way of doing things that I know is not right and not God's best for me, they, they have to flee. So the, Bible, the Bible tells us this. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot extinguish it. How cool is that? The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot extinguish it. Your darkness cannot overpower his light. Hide yourself in his light, and those things that lurked in the dark have to go. Be a hider in the light. Be a hider in the light. Don't be afraid of the light. Be a hider in the light. Because that we all have that moment for a split second where we're like, if I, if I position myself under what you're truly saying to me, Jesus, then you're going to see that. You're going to see that mess. You're gonna, other people are going to see that mess that I, I've actually made a mistake or I'm not living the right way or that's the wrong thing to do or I've got to change that tradition that I'm used to. I, I've got to change that way of approaching things that I use. Like, I, 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 can't, I don't want to have to stop snapping at people. I don't, I don't want to have to stop holding on to things and be more generous. I don't want to do that. I, I, I don't want to stand in that position in the light. I don't want to do that. But we've got to become hiders in the light. Jesus said this, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. What, what's he saying? Follow me and you stay in the light. Follow me and you'll stay 
in the light. What does that mean? It means following what his word says, following the way that he chose to live life, following all, all those stories that we hear about Jesus saying, I would turn the other cheek or Jesus bothering to get down and wash somebody else's feet and, and, and get into their mess or approach the leper uh, and, and all these different things that Jesus did. It's saying, I'm going to follow that way of doing things, not my way of doing things. But so often, just like Nicodemus, he's following his desires, his set of traditions, his, his way of viewing the world, his way of doing things, what I want to do, what, what makes me feel good, what makes me feel safe, what, what makes me feel like I've done this for the rest of my life and it's been okay so far, thank you very much. It's no longer following those things, but following what Jesus has called you to live like. Standing and positioning yourself around his light, under his light and who he is. When we follow him, we don't step out of the effect of light. But so often we can find ourselves kind of stood on the peripheral of, of this beam of light that we have that we can follow. We, we stand on the edge of it and we're looking at it and we see it and we see that it is good and it's great. But we're still stood looking at it, not stood under it so that we can see the clarity, feel the warmth, take in the view that grace has brought you. You see, you can be bought by grace but not stood under his light. Grace is a free gift. Grace is a free gift that Jesus has given you, bought by his death and resurrection. That's for free. But you can choose to step out of his light. You see, the light is the benefit of his grace. We all have his grace covered. But when we step out of his light, when we stop following his ways, we step out of these effects of warmth and clarity and vision and understanding. When I step under the light, I can truly see life for the way that it is, not just I know that I've been bought by grace. You see, hiding in the light, it sounds like a nice idea, doesn't it? All the cockroaches running away. It sounds like a lovely idea, doesn't it? Like being in the light, but what does it cost? It costs you massively to live in the light. It costs us massively to live in the light. It means that you have to stop following your desire. It means that you have to stop doing life the way you've always done life. It means you have to stop thinking the way that you think and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It means, it means you have to do something other than what you want. <laughs> it costs a lot. It was going to cost Nicodemus everything. Nicodemus was this elite guy at the top of his game that was like, like everybody else thought that he was amazing. This guy who was this Pharisee that was part of the ruling council. He was top, top, top dog. But he would have to change everything and follow Jesus. No longer live that way. No longer think that way. No longer act that way. And come under this new way of living that Jesus had to offer. It cost him everything. But I've got to tell you, it's worth the cost. It's worth the price. It's worth the change. It's worth the uncomfortable moment where you turn the light on them for a split second. The cockroaches are visible. But then they're gone. Because where light is, darkness cannot be. 
costs everything. We may never know if Nicodemus got over his fear of the light, but my question to you today is, will you? Will you get over your fear of the light? Everybody in this place will have told a lie once. Come on, admit it. Hands up, have you ever told a lie? Yes, thank you. Some of you put up multiple hands. <laughs> so it's not, we don't do confession here. And, uh, uh, but everybody's, everybody's told a lie, haven't they? Anybody been caught out by telling a lie? Oh, you know that feeling you get when you're like, oh no, I got caught, I told a lie. It's even worse when you tell those little white ones to your kids. And they're like, mm, I don't think you're right, mum. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you caught me and, uh, and 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 uh but the truth is this we've all experienced that horrible gut-wrenching feeling when you get caught out obviously not since you're an adult just when you were a kid right uh, 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 oh, anybody ever stolen something i'm gonna admit to all the ones i admit to i've stolen something no, oh my goodness you guys are well good i i preached the same message on friday and there was a lot more hands out uh, uh, anybody stolen anything Anybody been caught for stealing? No. I have. Uh, uh, it's a horrible feeling when you get caught. Anybody, anybody gossiped about somebody? Come on, don't lie. Everybody gossips, it happens. I gossiped about somebody. Uh, has anybody done that awful thing since the text age started where you were texting somebody else uh, about somebody else but you've sent it to somebody else? Oh my gosh, I've never done that, but somebody I know has, and it was the most awful thing ever, and uh, they never did it again. And, uh, but we've all, we've all had that awful feeling when we get caught out, when we've done something wrong, and we've been caught out, and we get that oh, horrible feeling in our guts where it's like, oh, I wish nobody knew that I did that. I wish nobody knew I did that. Like, I loved moving to Gloucester because all the people in Cornwall that knew all my rubbish were still in Cornwall. <laughs> and I'm in Gloucester. And nobody knows what I was like at school until I told you all. And nobody knows all those things that I did and, and acted like and thought I was. And, and I like to keep that there. We've all had that feeling where we're like, Ugh. and it's just like that moment where the light comes on and the cockroaches are there and then they scatter away. And when we look at Jesus, and when we read the Bible or somebody's preaching and we're listening to it and, and or, or one of our really like holy than thou art Christian friends, who were living like this exceptional life and you think, I am a mess. And you get close to them and their light shines on you and you're like, oh no, I don't want anybody to know what I'm like. I don't want anybody to know that I've got this stuff going on in me. I, 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 don't, want, I don't want to have to change those things. I, 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 don't want to have to, I don't want to have to confront those issues that I've got and those, that distrust I've got with God because of these things that have happened in my life. I don't want to expose those things. But the truth is this, when you come under the light of Jesus, for a split second, they're seen. But then they vanish 
because the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot extinguish it. Jesus, light of the world, wanting to shine on you. Jesus, light of the world, wants to shine his light on you. Question is, will you be found hidden in the light? Or are you afraid of the light? Matthew 5. 15 was the the verse that I started with this tonight, whatever time of day it is, this morning. And it says this, Who would light a lamp and hide it in an obscure place? Instead, it is placed in the house where everyone can benefit it. I love these verses and these, I have not been able to shake this for over a month now. And just this thought that, that Jesus, not only is he the light of the world, but when we come and we position ourselves under his light, we become light too. How cool is that? You know, like those glow-in-the-dark stickers. And Do you know what I'm talking about? I had a friend, he's, he's got uh, cystic fibrosis, and when we were kids and stuff, he'd be in and out of hospital all the time, and, and I used to just go and visit him and stuff and just try and cheer him up. Well, no, my mum did that. I just went along for the fun. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, like, I remember we took these glow-in-the-dark stickers. Do you know, remember those? Like planets and stuff like that. And, and the only dark place like, in the hospital was the toilet. So we were, it was so weird. We were like in the toilet, the sliding door, and, and we were just like putting these stickers up. But they weren't working to begin with. And then what we realised was, is actually putting those glow-in-the-dark stickers under a light somehow I'm not going to pretend I know how like charged whatever matter was in those glow in the dark stickers so that when when the lights off they start to glow and it's it's the same with us and Jesus when we stand ourselves under his light when we position ourselves under his light and who he is we start to charge the light in us and he and we start to shine Jesus is writing in in Matthew 5, he's saying, I've positioned you where I want you so that other people can benefit, so that other people can feel the light of life that he was talking about. And and you know, while I've been preparing this message, I've just had this beautiful picture of us as a church, recognising the fact that Jesus hasn't made a mistake where he's put us. He's not made a mistake about what family you belong to. He's not made a mistake for what workplace you're in. He's not made a mistake for what school you're in. He's not made a mistake for for what bus you catch in the morning. He's not made a mistake for where you are and what church you're part of right now. He's not made a mistake. He has placed you in His house because the world is His and everything in it. He's placed you in his house where others can benefit. It is no coincidence that this is my baby. Because she needs to be positioned in my house so that she can benefit from the light I show. It is no coincidence, parents, that you have the children that you have. Because they've been placed under your light. 
And whether you feel like you've done a good job or a terrible job, it doesn't matter. But if you are positioning yourself daily under the light of Jesus and who he is, they are going to get caught up in the warmth, in the clarity of his light. He's positioned you where you need to be so that others can benefit from your light. He doesn't care about your faults. He doesn't care about your failures. He just says, if you position yourself under my light, you will shine. You will shine as I shine. You will carry that light and others will benefit from it. It's no coincidence that you belong to this house or this room of our house. Because this community needs some light bearers. This community needs some light shiners. Your world needs some light shiners. People that aren't afraid of the light, but allow themselves to be exposed, allow themselves to be changed, allow themselves to follow a different way of doing things so that his light can shine through you. How cool is that? Get your head around that for a second. That Jesus, light of the world, wants to shine his light through you. Oh my goodness, if you knew all my secrets, if you knew all my cockroaches, all my fears, all my failures, all my insecurities, all the rubbish ways I still live, if you knew that, Oh my goodness, I'd hate that. But as I let those things be exposed in the front of Jesus, being changed, what I was insecure about two years ago, I'm secure about today. Where I was messing up six months ago, I'm not messing up today because I'm going to expose myself to Jesus' light going to get in his word and say I don't get this yet but I'm going to read it till I understand it oh, Holy Spirit I'm going to quiet my voice and listen to what you've got to say to me today and just trust it's you hide yourself in his light hide yourself in his light the rest of the team want to come up and join us we're going to sing this song just to finish just the uh the chorus and the bridge of these this song and I just want to encourage you right now wherever you're, you're at and we've all got stuff that as I was speaking this Holy Spirit and probably your own brain was going oh I know what she's talking about <laughs> I know what my cockroaches are I know what the things, the traditions and the ways that I'm used to living are that I don't want to change. Ah, and your heart starts to beat over those things, especially when I listed some of them off. But we've all got stuff. Question is, is do you want to swap those traditions and those ways of doing things for a better way of doing things? For a braver way of doing things? And we're going to give some time just to, for people to chat to Jesus through this song and ask him to 
help us with those things to position ourselves under his light but not for uh, not just for the reasons that I said about being a light bearer but because that's who he wants you to be as a child of God first and foremost so why don't you stand to your feet all over this room and I'm going to pray and then we're going to worship him hey if you need to respond and you know you need to respond why don't you just lift your hand to Jesus and just say I'm here I'm exposing myself to your light today change these things in me expose these things in me so that I can live differently Father, right now, I just, I thank you for your son, Jesus. I thank you that you sent him as the light of the world. And and following on from that, he sent another, the Spirit of God. And I, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here, that you are revealing to us the things that need to be exposed by your light. That God, we right now, we choose this day to stand firmly and fixed under your light, to follow you, Jesus, and your ways, your way of doing things over my desires, your way of doing things over my thoughts, your way of doing things over my actions. And that your light would expose those things that we've been carrying around in the darkness. right now in the power of your name and that we would be set apart for you and that through our the renewing of our mind that we would start to live in step with your light positioned daily under your light coming back to that place exposing ourselves and the way that we think and the way that we do things to your light so that we can be light bearers there is no mistake where we are positioned it is no mistake what family we belong to it's no mistake what bus we take it's not no mistake what job we have because God you have called us to be light carriers and light bearers to all the world so that whoever is around us will benefit not from our light but from your light and right now we just position ourselves as children of the most high God in Jesus name come on church let's sing the sun set. 